This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros. It's been another week, and I am excited to get to today's topic. It is something that we've talked about a bunch, uh, and it's something I've been talking about on social media lately, and that is fake it till you make it culture, buying your title, transitional relationships. It is going to be a really good episode and I am excited to get into it. But before we get into it, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for the positive response over the past couple weeks of all the episodes that we've been doing. I know we kind of have taken a break from MLM uh, because we were talking about purity culture and shiny happy people and a couple other things. This episode is an MLM episode. We're getting back into that right now for a little bit. But I got so many emails and so many messages. And I know that's like such a hun thing to say, but this is true. And you guys are just reaching out saying, thank you so much for talking about purity culture. Thank you so much for bringing this into a, a conversation so that we can start talking about this. Thank you for explaining, you know, and describing these things that have happened to me or talking about these things, right? I also had a couple of people reach out to me and say, hey, I have more information on these topics, uh, you know, from this vantage point, if you would like to talk. So there are so many things in the works coming up, more stuff with purity culture, more stuff with the IBLP. We're, we're going to be talking about so many more things. I'm really, really excited. I love the way that this show sort of grows and weaves with all of these different topics and how even though we're talking about different things, we can still see the same red flags and the same structures and the same abuses. That's kind of the point. It wasn't in the beginning, but it slowly has become that way. And so I've just been putting more intention into that message so that we can just sort of all learn the red flags together. Uh, also, I wanted to say thank you because I got a really cool package in the mail this week. And it was from friend of the show, Alora Dodd. She was on an episode last year. She's so funny. If you guys follow her on Instagram or TikTok, you know, she is hilarious. She sent me a book that she found at the thrift store called How to Make Big Money in Multi-Level Marketing, and it is from 1989. And so I've been doing some dramatic readings on TikTok and just sort of showing you a pro MLM perspective in the 1980s, and then sort of debunking some of things that they claim in this book. It's very interesting. So I wanted to say thank you to Alora for the book. I am getting so much dopamine from reading it. I also want to let you know there is a new episode of Hunberta on the Patreon, and there is a sneak peek on Instagram and TikTok. It was one of my cringiest moments uh, that I've come across so far in reacting to my old content. I say some of the worst stuff, some of the stuff that, that we all are like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. And I said it. I have a 
video. It's horrible. So it's me reacting to that. It's really funny. If you are a member of the Patreon, then uh, maybe you've already seen it. Also, I want to let you know that Kayla and I are updating some of the recording software on the podcast. So hopefully, so hopefully the quality will get even better. I'm just, I'm trying to grow, make this podcast as, as best as it can be produced in the bedroom of a single mom. So you know what I mean? Just really living the dream over here, y'all. <laughs> and speaking of Patreon, I want to say thank you to all of our new Patreon members. This is so incredible. So thank you to Zoe Schulwitz, Rachel, Beth Adams, Alyssa Wild, Amanda Arnold, Taylee Robinson Party, Jennifer Knight, and Allie Burtz Brown. I am floored. Thank you so much. We are doing more things. And as summer progresses, and I find a little bit more time here or there, we're going to be booking some more things. One of the features of the new recording software we're using is the ability to be an audience member on a recording. And when you're an audience member on a recording, you can quote, call in with live questions, which I thought might be kind of a cool Patreon perk. I don't know. You guys let me know if that sounds kind of cool. Then we can kind of go from there. Like I just, the possibilities are endless for bonus content. I think if that's the kind of stuff that you're into. So before we jump into the episode, we'll do a little bit of content warning. It's minimal. It is a pretty funny episode, but we do talk a little bit about like Hun child exploitation and then orthorexia and that kind of stuff. So again, pretty tame, but there are mentions of it. So I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Other than that, have a wonderful week and we will see you next time. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. We're going to be talking about an MLM that we haven't talked about, but I feel like it has come up. I'm guilty of spending a lot of money on this MLM. I think a lot of people listening are going to be guilty of it too. I'm very excited. Today, we're going to talk about Sensi. And to talk about Sensi, we have Sarah Van Tassel. So I'd like to welcome you to the show. How are you? I am so well. Thank you for having me on. I'm so appreciative of that. And I'm excited to talk, be the first to really talk about Sensi. Sensi was an MLM that I was very guilty of buying. I had uh-huh. all the Sensi, like all the yeah. Sensi. I had the wax melts. I had like the washer scents. I had the detergent, the soap, the every, everything. Everything in my house was like scented. We had different scents for different. I mean, yeah. it was it was obnoxious. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this. <laughs> and did your daughter have the buddies too? I mean, yes. it was, yeah. Yep. It's a whole family thing. Yep. Sure. We totally is. had one of those like sensey buddies. I don't remember. I think it was like a lamb or mm-hmm. something like that, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're expensive. Even when I bought them, they're expensive. So we, my kids still have all of their sensey buddies. The amount of money I spent on like scented wax when even people were like, you know, they sell that at Walmart for like $5, right? And I was like, I'm supporting a friend. Like the amount of Scentsy that I purchased unnecessarily. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's talk about your Scentsy journey. And then we'll just sort of like sprinkle mine along the way as it comes up. (laughs) That sounds amazing. I This is going to be amazing. Perfect. So I joined Sensi in August of 2014. My son was almost one and I wanted extra money for vacation as you do. And as I was recently married and had his newborn, you don't have money for that kind of stuff. And I had done MLM before. I had sold Avon in 31. 
And then I had done Plexus and Beachbody um, and then paparazzi I had done as well. A little backstory is that my mom was actually the Avon lady and my brother still to this day will talk about it and kind of has PTSD from it. And my brother is almost 50. She would make him deliver to school to like the office ladies and stuff. And so he still has problems with it. So so my mom was an Avon lady and then she did sales. She worked at JCPenney when they had their great jewelry counter. She did great there in sales and she worked at Zales jewelry store too. So I get my sales from my mom and I'm my mom did Avon. Why? It's not a bad thing, right? So I posted on Facebook, as you do, looking for a way to earn extra money because I wanted to go on vacations. And my friend had suggested Sensi and that she would have two parties a year if I joined and became a Sensi consultant. Spoiler alert, she did not have the two parties a year. Um, and we're what? no longer friends either. <laughs> right. So she didn't have the two parties and we're no longer friends. Big life decisions made off of like promises. Like, yeah. Okay. Continue. For sure. So she said that I should join her person because her person was awesome and she was great. Wonderful. Um, And I had never used Sensi because I thought it was too expensive. So my friend had reached out before because I love Duke University. I love their basketball program. And so they had a Duke warmer and my friend's like, oh, you should get this. Well, the warmer was $35 and then you had to buy wax for it. And I'm like, Meh. and there I was thinking about selling it. Okay. Those warmers <laughs> are the gateway drug to yeah. Scentsy. They are. It's Well, they have the mini warmers that are, oh, you know, only $20 or $25 now because they rose in price. But you can use a half off item, have a party and have a a half off item. I can't even tell you how many comments I see when like stuff about Scentsy comes up where people are like, but the warmer is so cute. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I would I would never support Scentsy except they have this one warmer and it really is. I got it, sucked in because of a ridiculous expensive yes. warmer too. Well, and they have the partnership with Disney now. And so it's, you know, all of the Disney lovers are, it's, yeah, it's bad. But ironically enough, I sold my 31 bags to have the money for my starter kit, as you do. So. It's MLMception. Yes. Yes. So I joined under the super awesome person, even though I had never met her before. And I knew I had known someone I went to high school with, and we used to be really close when we were in school. And I knew she sold Sensi, but instead of joining under her, I joined under this other person who never said a word to me ever. She never reached out to me, never nothing. So I'm like, okay. But then one day I got a welcome packet from Heidi Thompson and I didn't know who Heidi Thompson was. So I had to find out because she put that she was my superstar director, which is the highest in the company. So when I looked it up, Heidi Thompson is the co-owner of Sensi and she is also my superstar director. So no pressure or anything. Yeah, now co-CEO, now she's co-CEO and, you know, co-owner, no pressure. So unlike a lot of people who joined MLMs, my start with Sensi was super slow. I had a good first party and everything, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Like I had a super slow start to it. I'm from a very small town. We are the asparagus capital of the world. That's what we're known for. There is one stoplight in my town and it doesn't work in the wintertime because there's not enough people here. I mean, we're small. And so so my first real big thing 
as it always is, is I went to what they call the world tours. They call their big convention in the summer family reunion, as you do, because it's a family reunion. Wow. So, yeah. So then I went to world tours. So that's like the mini one. And I went to Detroit, which is three and a half hours from me. This is ridiculous. World tour is the tiny local one. And family reunion is the big, huge one. Is the big, huge one. Whatever, Sensi. Yeah. So I am in Michigan. So if you pull out your handy dandy map, I am on this part of Michigan by Lake Michigan. And Detroit is on the other side by the thumb. So I'm three and a half hours from Detroit, which is where it was. So you have to pay for a hotel. It's in February. So it's terrible weather in Michigan. So it was frozen solid. Yes, it was just always an awful trip. And so you have to pay for a hotel overnight because you're not driving six hours or seven hours for an all day event. So the first one, I went with a friend and I met Heidi, who of course didn't know that I was on her downline. Okay, so it's like you get this letter from her and you're like, oh my gosh, she knows who I am. And then yeah. you meet her and she's like, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> she she doesn't know who, but I make her money. That's the only important thing is I make her money. You're welcome. My first big thing, and I was in, to preface that I was in Sensi for eight years. So it was a long, it was a long, Roberta, it took me a while to come to my senses. So I'm here now and that's all that matters. You're here now. Part of the story of how I got here is so funny and you'll so appreciate it. Fast forward to family reunion. The second year, I think I was in, they had family reunion in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is not my speed. I'm not a Las Vegas girl. I could care less. And so they announced it at the end of the night, um, the last night where it was going to be the next year. Well, the next year is going to be in Nashville. Well, hello. I am a Nashville kind of speed girl. I'm like, well, I'm going. I mean, there's no way that I'm not going to Nashville. You can't stop me from going to Nashville. It's like my homeland. However, getting there that next summer was a goat rodeo. At the time, my dad was sick, and I didn't know if I really wanted to go and leave him or not. To kind of give some backstory, I had talked about my mom being the Avon lady. My parents divorced when I was young. It was not a great divorce. And so I was a lot closer to my dad than my mom. But I think that my mom, both of my parents had really bad demons. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom liked prescription drugs. And so I have an addictive personality, obviously, which is why I did so well in MLMs. And so at that time, my dad was sick and I didn't know if I wanted to go because I didn't know if I wanted to leave him for any amount of time or anything. We decided to go. I went with my husband at the time. We were very happily divorced now. And it was at Afriland Hotel. And so, of course, I'm going to go to Nashville and stay at Afriland Hotel. We drive, and it's like an eight-hour drive. So we get there, and the hotel had overbooked. No. So there, there is no room at the inn for us. No. So we get bumped to the Holiday Inn Express. So Not I should have known I should have known then. Hindsight is twenty twenty on this one. If, if I would have known then what I know now. So World Tour, of course, that's like, you know, a day-long event. And there's some, you know, it's rah rash Sunsi Family Reunion is full-on love bombing. Like, you're walking in, and I walked in there, and I'm like, 
I could be the top 1%. Like this is me next year. I am the top 1%. Like this is going to be awesome. I got this because I can sit with them at their table. They'll let me sit with them at their table. That was really the first time that I heard Heidi and Orville talk because they both give keynote speeches at Sensi Family Reunion. And so that was the first time that I'd really heard their story. And their story, I will give it to them, is, I mean, it made me a believer for eight years. They were $700,000 in debt. And he was selling sham wows at events. It may, and it may not be sham wows, but it was like one of those type of, you know, he, they were at an event where they met the creators of Sensi. So like Heidi and Orville Thompson didn't, even create Sensi, they bought Sensi. He saw them at a craft show, and that's how Sensi came into fruition. And they were, you know, they were $700,000 in debt. This was their last hope, you know, and now here we are today. So, of course, I'm going to be there next year in the top 1%. I mean, it happened to them, Roberta. You can um, do it. It just takes hard it. work. Hard work, but of course it's part-time. So you never work more than 20 hours a week. Part-time hard Uh, work. So one of the huge things, and it wasn't just a problem that I had, it was a common problem is that there wasn't sponsor support. And so it was talked about a lot, especially in family reunion, but what it was is this is your business. So you, you run with it. You don't need your upline. You don't need a sponsor support. This is your business. So you basically, you figure it out on your own. It's just, it's such a bait and switch because like, what's the point of having a sponsor if they're not going to train you and support you Mm -hmm. to just be told, oh, we don't do that here. Figure it out on your own. Exactly. Well, and my, at that time, because the girl who I did sign up under, she left at some point. And so Heidi was my direct person. So yes, let me go to the owner of the company and let me ask her these compliance questions or let me ask her these questions. Yes, because that is what I'm going to do. So for my whole time with Sensi, I was Gilligan on an island doing it by myself because that's what other choice did I have? I just, I I can't believe that like the co-owner is your upline. And then obviously she's much too busy to help you with anything. Like it's just wild to me. And she wouldn't give any support anyways. We would get a monthly, I think we got it every other month from her assistant, like of the rankings and everything of where we were at and birthdays and, you know, a shish boom, like whatever word art newsletter, but like, she's not having meetings with us. And we would get, if you went to Sensi Family Reunion, she would buy you a t-shirt and we would have like, you know, a half hour meeting with her. I mean, just looking back on it, Roberta, on just the red flags. It's a clown um, show. It is. I mean, the owner of the company. And so she is making money off of me because she is my upline and she's making money. They're making money as owners of the company. So fast forward a little bit. My dad ended up passing away in September 26th of 2016 and I didn't handle it well. And I threw myself into my business because I didn't want to grieve. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't. You've lost your dad. I mean, and that's... I, I just love you so much. And that's one of the reasons I connect so much with you. I'm like, she gets it. Like she, you get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm assuming you're happily, di- I know you're divorced, but maybe I am happily, happily divorced. divorced. <laughs> yes. I don't want to like start anything, but yes, I am happily divorced and happily single. I am happily both of those things. I am your Michigan soul sister. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So 
being a great salesperson, I, in the eight years I was with Sensi, I sold over $200,000. That's a yeah. lot of wax. Yeah. But in the eight years I was with Sensi and I was going to be part of that top 1%, the highest that I ever ranked was a superstar consultant, which wasn't even like a director level. It was one step down from the director level because I couldn't recruit. I recruited some, but I, I'll get to that. So I had only hit with my sales and recruiting. I had only hit the superstar consultant three times in the eight years that I was with them. So three months out of eight years. And the first time was the month after my dad passed away. And that was because I now know that it's called buying your title because I spent $500 to put me at that brink to be there. So that was the first financial fall of my sensi. I should have known better. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet, and they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Zsa for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton Vidal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. So events were my honey. I love to talk. I am the most introvert, extrovert person you will meet is what I say. So I I love to talk to people and I love to talk to anyone. And so events were just like new friends, new people. You Here, let me talk to you. So I did really well at events. However, with Sensi, you can't post that you have stock because it's supposed to be an even playing ground for everyone. So you are not supposed to post that you have any stock and people would get in compliance trouble with it because people would grab screenshots or whatever and say they're posting, they have stock, da, 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 da. However, it doesn't stop the superstar directors, which is the very tippy top of the ladder from posting their huge displays or having a picture and their huge displays blurred out in the back or saying, come visit me at such and such county fair and showing their trailer. Like you guys had the LuLaRoe trailers. There are some people that have the Sensi trailers at those events. It doesn't really make any sense to me that if you're selling something that you're not allowed to say that you have it for sale, like... You're like, I might have wax. Come check it out. As opposed to being like, yeah. yeah, I have the thing you're looking for. I can help you. Like, it's so counterintuitive to running a business. Right. Well, and I can tell you, I I mean, I could have gotten in trouble with compliance so easily because I always posted, I'm at this event and I had my stuff in the background, but I was a little, I was a little fish. I mean, they didn't, well, they didn't the, worry about me. The other thing is that I feel like I see Sensi Huns posting their Sensi stock on the internet all the time. Like I saw there was somebody on TikTok that was posting all of their front loading and I actually made a video about it. And I was like, holy front loading Batman or something like it was like a whole room full of Scentsy Wax. So I know I'm seeing it. I didn't even know that was against compliance. People are doing it. Like, what's the point just to have people self-police and tattle on each other and keep everybody, you know, under the thumb? So we have this even playing field and it's really not an even playing field at all. And it's really... Even with events, it's who can outspend each other because I know I spent a lot of money in stock and there were other people locally to me who sold Sunsea too. And I would see them at events and they didn't have nearly as what I had. So if you can't buy that stock, well, then you're not doing as well as me at events too. So it's just a racket. It's just a racket of why okay, it's okay for our superstar directors to have these trailers and everything else. And you know what they're doing, but they're the tippy top of the company. So they can do it. But these lowly people can't. Fast forward a little bit. 2020 hits and the world ends as we know it. And it's actually really funny now because it was mid-March when everything starts shutting down. So in my Facebook memories now is like, the prime of being on lockdown. And at this point in time, I had had my daughter, who is the our daughter share the same name. And she is the joy of my life that gives me all of my white hair because she is exactly like me. Same. <laughs> right. They, whoo, man, I tell you. So I was at home with both of my kids who I love dearly and I would do anything for 
but I've always worked full-time plus. I mean, I've always, even before I was in MLMs, I had part-time jobs or I would do side stuff. I always worked more than just, this is the first time in my life right now that I've only worked 40 hours a week. And it's weird. And I still find myself giving myself permission to, you're fine, you can do this. So 2020 hits and I'm at home with my kids and it was not a great time in my life because it was getting to the point of, I knew when I was pregnant, I should be getting divorced, but of course you're pregnant and you don't do that. So by the time 2020 rolls around, it was just crazy and emotions were high and I took a layoff at my job so I could be at home with them because daycares were closed, schools were closed. And my ex-husband was the breadwinner of the family. He needed to be at his job more than I needed to be at my job. And so I started to watch a certain superstar director because, you know, I don't have any upline support. And that's what you do is you find someone. And I felt like I really connected to her because she kind of just told it how it was. And she retired as a nurse. And then she retired her husband, as you do in MLMs. And so I really felt like, oh, I could do that. Like, I could retire, I could do this. But to me, and maybe I'm wrong, when you retire, you're not still working 40 hours a week, like you're playing golf, you're on the beach, you're, I mean, you're not working a business. But that's just me. That's the thing that's always funny to me when they're like, I retired my husband and now he works for me. And I was like, that's not being retired though. Like that's, where's his pension? Where's his retirement fund? Where's his 401k contributions actually, you know, doing their job finally? Where's all the retirement perks that your retired husband has now? And there's none, there's zero because it's not really retirement. The nine to five dropout. That's what I always laugh about is that they're the nine to five dropout. And I'm like, okay, whatever, but that's fine. In 2020, I will say though, I saw a lot of retired husbands go back to work. I was like, where you guys are coming out of retirement. It's like very Tom Brady to do in a completely different way. But it was like, there's all these men who were retired just being like, you know what? I think I want to work again. (laughs) I think, I think I have to actually. My ex-husband and I were home together for a week and I was like, you have to go back to work. Like this is you, we can't do this. You have to go back. Like you have to go back. So I watched her and I wanted to do all the things and learn all the things. And when you want to play with the big dog, you spend the big money. And so you spend okay, they're sending out these happy mail things. I'm going to do that too. Because if I do that, then my business is going to, and people are going to want to join me because I'm I'm making it look so fun and easy because I'm working in the pockets of my time at home with my children. Oh my God. You said happy mail and everything stopped for me. That is such a sensey thing. I had two sensey people. One was an old blogger friend who bought LuLaRoe for me. And one was a mommy friend who bought uh-huh. LuLaRoe for me <laughs> Yeah, and they both sent me monthly happy mail, like yeah. a, like a little mini subscription box. Mm-hmm. And it would be like one little cube of this new scent and one little cube of one that was retiring soon. And one that was like her pick and it was one wax cube and its own little Ziploc, like the little jewelry bag Ziploc. Yeah. 
And then it might yeah. be a little jewelry bag Ziploc of some of the washer whiffs, which are like yeah. scent beads. And then mm-hmm. like some of the detergent or like the little foil packs mm-hmm. of soap and all these mm-hmm. things. And it was really cool. Yeah. And sometimes it did buy things. But I now as an anti-MLM on that backside of it, I think about that. It's actually something when we were emailing, I was like, oh, yeah, Sensei, all oh, those little box. Because I had a drawer full of not only the bricks and the things and everything, but all those little individual bags of all yes. the different scents that all of my Sensi people sold me. So let's talk about that. I wonder if there's anybody listening right now that were like, oh, my God, memory unlocked. I also got these little... They were kind of like a subscription box, but it was like totally free. And it was like your Scentsy lady did it just yeah. to sort of like wet your whistle. You're talking about it. So I'm assuming you did it. How much did those cost you to send out? So it really depends how you look at it. I had a couple of different levels that I did. And I, I actually posted about it on my Facebook the other day because in all of my happy mail, I always put confetti in there. And I had one last, so when you open it, it went everywhere. So I had one last bag of confetti that my sweet, 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 sweet daughter found and decided to open all over my living room floor. So I took a picture and I posted it. And I said, for any of you who I've ever sent happy mail to, I know that you would appreciate this picture. <laughs> yeah. But it really, it, it depends. So there is a lot of times where I would send out like a newsletter newsletter sensei newsletter and I would always have and just thinking back on it now and the place where I am in my life now it just grosses me out so much but I would send a picture of me and my kids because you use your kids as free labor because of course people are going to buy from you when you have very cute children and the way that I exploited my children makes me it makes me sick now but so I would have a picture of me and the kids and then you know this is what we're doing this month. This, these are the specials for this month or next month. And so what I would do is I would do felt samples. And so you would take one of those sheets of felt and then cut them and then dip them in the melted wax and then put them in the little jewelry bags because then it's just one stamp to mail those. So I did those a lot. But if you ordered off of my website, then I did a bigger like clear package. At, I don't know, like the five by seven or whatever. But I would do like a scent circle in there and I would do washer with samples and, and I wouldn't do the like little Ziploc bags. I actually bought the samples so I didn't have to do that. So I'm spending a lot of money at the Scentsy store for all of these samples and those to ship those in 2020 because shipping rates are obviously more of those. Now to ship those, it was like $3.50 for one. Plus the cost of everything in it. So how much do you think was your cost was inside those boxes? Probably inside of those were probably $10 up to $10, depending on if it was a big order, I would make sure you pack it good. And if it was a repeat customer, I would put more in there. So I would spend up to $10 in Happy Mail. And that was just a free gift for your customers. They didn't pay anything. Nope. Thank you for supporting my small business. That's another expense that a lot of people don't think about is like if they're doing happy mail. I remember in LuLaRoe, mm-hmm. we were giving clothes away all the time and it was usually right. the really ugly stuff, guys. I'm sorry. But, you know, you were giving away mm-hmm. all this stuff and we don't even think about that because it's like, oh, well, it's advertising. It's you got to spend money to make money. But it's a lot. If it's it $10 per thing, plus $3 additional shipping and all, like right. it's a lot for free. Right. Well, and that mentality is, it's kind of built into you because they would say you need to dress up your packages, like put tiny touches 
because you need to set yourself apart from the other sensi people. So I was tiny touches galore, like Hobby Lobby would have their Christmas stuff 90% off and I would go spend $150. So I was ready for the next Christmas. But to me, I'm like, Oh, I saved, you know, $300 or whatever. And I'm all set for next Christmas, not even thinking about, Oh my gosh, how could this better help my family right now? And better help me. Nope, it's all about I'll look better than the other sensi person. So people will come. And that's, they say it's a sisterhood. And you know, and sensi would really stress that is that it's a sisterhood, you're all in it together. I met a couple great people who I'm still in contact with within Sensi. And I met a couple of my very, one of my very best friends I met through Sensi. And honestly, I don't know how I would like without her. I talk to her every day and she is my no judgment person. I could tell her anything. And I am forever grateful for that. But the sisterhood that they talk about once you leave and even when you're within it, it's not there because you're competing. They're teaching you to compete with the other people, especially with your tiny touches and what do you do better. And when you follow superstar directors who send out happy mail and say, you need to, too. I mean, yeah. What else are you going to do? It's competition and you're all selling the exact same thing. So you have to do these little happy touches, these little magic sprinkles Mm -hmm. to make yourself stand out from everybody else. And that's at your expense. Right. Well, and within that, you always, you have to label everything, Roberta, because how are they going to find you if you mislabel one bar and one bar doesn't have a label on it and then they want to order that one bar how are they going to find you again? I still find labels. So I have since moved at, at my height in 2020, which I'll get to more. I'm sorry, I'm tangenting. So at my height, I had the Sensi Lounge is what we called it. And it was every, all of my Sensi was in it and people could come shop from there because I had all of my stock and we would hang out there and I would have open houses, not in 2020 because we didn't do that. But later on, I would have open houses and I would do lives from there and do, you know, live sales. And I had my Sensi lounge that was within, we were talking about Happy Mail and stuff like that. So Sensi also has every month they do the warmer of the month and scent of the month. So it's your dopamine hit of 12 new warmers a month and scents of the month. And you need to have these for your business because what if the next Sensi person doesn't have it and you do? And within that, you get 10 bars. And there was a lot of times that I didn't like the scents or they gave me a headache or something. So I would just give those away for free. So I'm spending, sometimes it could be $100 for this warmer and scent of the month kit. And I'm just giving away the bars and hoping that I can sell the warmer at full price and make some money from it back. When I really start to like break down how much I spent, it's just, it's disgusting. And it put me in a really bad position in my life. In 2020, I had a huge pickup of business because we're stuck at home and our homes stink. So our homes have to smell better if we're going to be there. So I had a huge pickup in business and I worked all the time. So mind you, I'm laid off from my job and to spend time with my kids, but I'm literally working from the time I get up from the time I go to bed, but I'm portraying it in Facebook land that I'm just working while my daughter takes a nap or, you know, I'm working while my son is doing his schoolwork and, you know, I'm doing my work or here was the picture where I had my son labeling stuff and I called it economics class. And how sick is that? That now, I mean, economics class, I'm, oh, the things that I did, Roberta. I think a lot of us in MLM, used our children because we were told that 
it was a really great sales technique. People are going to want to support you because you're a mom. They're going to want to support you and help you pay your bills. They're going to fall in love with how cute your daughter is. And they're going to want to help you pay for those dance classes or those flute lessons or whatever it is. Show your kids, have them helping you show them that it's a family business. I mean, these are all things that we're told. And so it's not like MLM people are inherently being like, Ooh, I can't wait to exploit my children. It's not like that at all. Like you're literally told, Oh my gosh, that would be so great. Oh, we have a kid's Mm -hmm. line and we have this, you have to do these pictures. And before you know it, you're exploiting your children and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. As soon as we finish these photos, as soon as we finish this thing, as soon as you you don't even realize it happening. No. And meanwhile, my son, who is now nine years old, has such a hard time now with photos. And he'll say, mom, I don't want you to post that on Facebook. And it just breaks my heart. That's what I did to my kid. And that's what my kid knows now. And so that's a really, as a parent, you have to come to terms with that because we always try to do better than our parents. And I'm just like, well hell, what kind of parent am I that my nine-year-old is saying this to me? In 2020, I had a huge pickup in the business. But at that time, everyone, because China, the shipping issues and the stock issues and getting things were being stuck out in port because we didn't know where, you know, with COVID-19. And so we would always have the limited time offers. And so like there's a summer collection because, you know, you need your dopamine hits. So there's a summer collection and, you know, a fall collection and a Christmas collection. So I remember the summer collection in 2020, I sobbed because the site was crashing and it did it a lot and still does it because, you know, all of the consultants are trying to buy everything, not necessarily the customers were trying to, you know, I had $500 in pre-orders that you have to get. So I just sobbed because I, I don't even know how I managed to get, I think I got everything, but three items that were sold out. And I, to this day, don't know how I managed that, but somehow I did. So then everything settles back down. I go back to work full time, but I'm still really busy and I'm still making money as I'm doing air quotes. And my big thing was, is that I wanted to pay off my car. And that was my why at that point in time is I wanted to pay off my car. What everyone didn't know is I wanted to pay off my car because I wanted to get a divorce. And I knew I couldn't have a car payment and have a divorce at the same time. I needed to have that car paid off. So that was my big push was, okay, let's do this. I went back to work. It, I liked my job at the time, but it wasn't a great fit anymore. So I took a part-time job and of course told everyone Sensi was supporting me. And so I could take this part-time job because I was making up my income in the pockets of my time doing that. And Sensi paid off my car in the meantime of that. When in reality, because you know Facebook isn't reality, when in reality, my debt was piling up, but you have to keep up the illusion that you're doing well. And so I kept buying stock because with the shipping issues, you just didn't know when you were going to get stuff. So I kept buying stock so then people could still keep buying from me. So that's a vicious circle that you get into. At the height of 2020, I was drinking three pots of coffee a day to function. Oh my yeah. God. What? And I... And I, I mean, I love, I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I'm a snob and I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And I was drinking three pots a day just to be able to function because I was staying up working all hours of the night. I had small kids. My daughter was one, but Facebook would portray it as that I was living the dream life. I, I actually, so my daughter was born in 2019 and I was actually working while I was in labor. I was induced. And 
while I was in labor, I was on my cell phone selling stuff because, because at that point in time, I was the only one working and I was working full time and we were having a baby. And so I was working in labor. One of the Facebook memories that showed up is that I actually did an event when I was three weeks postpartum. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, oh my God. It's like, I can't, I mean, I've been so, there, right? I, I can put yeah. myself in that and I can put my mindset in there where you're like, I have to do this, but like being outside of it and knowing like what's real and what's just sort of the extra and mm-hmm. in, in not a good way extra. It's wild to me that at three weeks postpartum of having a baby, like mm-hmm. you're so- just you're just out there selling wax. You're just out there doing the thing, like doing the MLM thing when you should be home. Right. So as opposed to being home with my three week old and cuddling her and not letting her go and being with my son who is now adjusting because there's five and a half years apart. So instead of helping that adjustment period, I'm at an event and I, I think I made a hundred dollars that day. So I spent seven, eight hours of my life. The amount of time that I have missed with my children because I'm working the business in the pockets of my time is disgusting. And people don't talk about it enough because they want to put the illusion out there and it's not okay. And it's not right. So what was your breaking point with Sensi? It took me a little while. I filed for divorce and it was a toxic situation. We're very happily divorced now and we co-parent very, very well. And some, some days are better than others, of course, but it was a bad situation and it was a bad situation getting out. So at that point in time, I was at the end of December, 2020, when I filed going into 2021, I was working 60 hours a week, at least with Sensi. And I was working 20 hours a week at my part-time job at being a mom. So I filed for a divorce in 2020, hence the three pots of coffee a day, trying to keep up with everything. 2021 rolls around and it's a whole new me. And I don't know um, when you got divorced, but when I got divorced, I decided that I was going to join new because of my addictive personality. I went all in, Roberta. I was working out three times a day. I was burning 1200 calories because I was working out so much. I quit drinking coffee. My friends, I think at that point thought I should be committed because I went from three pots a day to I just quit coffee. I got my Apple watch. I still have my Apple watch, but I had to close the rings every day. Like you have to close those rings every day. It was a new me. So you're telling me that when your watch is like, hey, a 15 minute brisk walk could help you close that ring, you'd actually get up and do that? Yeah, Roberta, I have to close the ring. Full transparency, if my watch still tells me to do that, I will so I can close the rings. I'm not working out three times a day anymore. I cycle for 30 minutes in the morning because it helps my mental clarity. But if my watch tells me I need to do something to close a ring out, Roberta, leave me alone. Stop laughing at me. (laughs) That's okay. You can have that. That's fine. Thank you. I appreciate you. So I was in the middle of a divorce and I thought that I knew what was best for me. And I thought that that would be to have a new relationship and not grieving for the marriage that was over. So we can all figure out how well that turned out. And I went to having my kids every other week. So in 2020, I went from having my kids 24 seven to every other week. And so what am I going to do when I don't have my kids? 
I'm going to do Sensi and I'm going to work Sensi hardcore. That was not my breaking point yet. In October of 2021, I started a new job. I am a life insurance agent and I love it. I know that it is not for everyone, but I can connect with people who have lost their parents because I've been there. Both of my parents are dead. And so I completely understand the grief process of what they're going through. So it, to me, it's a perfect job for me. So I started that new job and I wasn't licensed. So I had to get licensed and it's a state licensing exam. And I had to do that within the first two weeks of being hired. Still working Sensi 40 hours a week. We're getting to my breaking point because you've taken a state licensing exam. Yeah. They're not yeah. easy. No. Like it's hard. And I it's actually intense. Sat, yeah. And I sat there and cried at the computer after I was done. Cause I was like, there is no way that I passed that. And I'm sobbing and then I look up and I pass. So I'm sobbing even more (laughs) that I passed on the first time. That was starting to be my breaking point is just working so much. And I was starting to get burnt out while I was taking my licensing exam. I actually lost my voice and I was so sick because I was studying all the time, but I still had sensey stuff too. So you can't let down your sensey people because you're available 24 seven. Like you don't get a break. You have to answer them right then. They can't sit in your inbox. You're um, burning the sensey at both ends. I, I was warming. I was, <laughs> and it was, it was a high warm. It was a high warm. So in the fall of 2021, the owners, you know, my upline, they're Mormon. So they want, went on a mission to England. So their daughter, Emma, became my upline. So I'm not sure how ethical or right or how that even works that you can just have one person take, but whatever, who am I? I'm just the little peon. It's so strange because you mentioned how someone just randomly got to be put into a spot and other people mentioned that. Yet I've Mm -hmm. also heard from the MLMs that that would never happen in a million years. So it's very strange to me because here's another instance of that thing that never happens ever happening again. Hmm. Ever from an owner's daughter of a company, but that would never happen. Uh, So weird. So she actually did a little bit more. She did have like a Facebook group and she would send out happy mail. She she was a little bit more active, but still, I'm not going to go to the owner's daughter of the company and ask her compliance questions. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Whatever. So I'm working all the time. I'm not sleeping. So by the end of 2021 and into 2022, I was in a dark, bad place. It was really bad. And I never really let anyone know how dark it was. I was working overtime at my day job because I didn't have my kids. So what else am I going to do? I'm, I'm going to work and I'm going to work sensi. So I'm literally at this point in time working myself to death. And a lot of it was for validation for myself, you know, I loved my parents so much. My mom and I had a really hard relationship and I actually didn't talk to my mom for the last three years that she was alive because there were patterns that she was starting with my son that I had went through and I was like, nope, we are not doing this. And so I talked to her on the day she died and I was actually there when she passed away. And my dad was never really, I'm proud of you. I'm, he just wasn't that person. And so I worked for their validation that I was never going to hear. And I was never going to get, my mom had actually passed away on my wedding anniversary and I was still married. And so I just kind of laughed and I was like, this is her last, like, get you in the little, I'm going to 
passed away on your wedding anniversary, right? This is my last little dig at you. But now in retrospect, now that I'm happily divorced, I feel like it was kind of a, it's okay, Sarah. Like, it's okay for you to let go. But I was just in such a dark place. I was working all the time. I was completely burnt out, but I wasn't telling anyone I was burnt out. I was in so much debt that I didn't know how I was going to pay all my bills. Like I didn't know how I always kept a roof over our head and there was always food on the table, but credit cards are an evil, evil, evil thing. So I was just, how could I let it get that bad? And I let it get that bad with Sensi. You know, the thing that saved my life is what I told everyone since he saved my life was actually ruining me. So when Lula Rich came out, I would actually binge Lula Rich while I was packing Sensi orders. <laughs> so, I, love, I love that. And I love, I love the irony of you, like just not even like seeing it yet. No, like no, what a great, sh- I love this show. Oh, more Sensi I orders love- are coming in. Can we, let me watch this one more time and maybe I'll, it was starting to get clearer then. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. You know, and there was in 2020, cause Deanne went to wherever to get surgeries and stuff like that. In 2020, there was a lot of superstar directors who got Peloton bikes and that was their thing is they are going to be super skinny and super healthy because, you know, that's what we do. I started binging your podcast, the MLM podcast, and it started making so much more sense of this is me, like you are stuck in this position. And so really, I had decided to leave, but I didn't tell anyone. I was not like the checkulator, whatever. I was the very quietly dwindling down. And even so recently as earlier this year, Someone had said, oh, I thought you were still selling, just doing one or two orders a month. I'm like, no, I haven't placed an order in like six months. I'm not that kind of person who is like, I'm lighting the shit on fire and I'm out. Check you later. That was not me at all. It was a slow, it was a slow burn, but I wanted to also make sure because I still had inventory and I wanted to make sure that that shit was out of my house and out of my porch and I could have a porch back. So I wanted to make sure that I sold all of it. Well, I didn't want to tell people that I weren't gonna, well, wasn't going to do it anymore. And I wasn't supporting the product because if I wasn't supporting the product, why would they buy that from me? So it's just a vicious cycle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. But that's how 
it, it was a slow, I was like, okay, I just need to be done for this for my kids, for my health, for my sanity. And I had started going to therapy at this point in time and really figuring out like patterns that I had that I needed to stop that I didn't even think were patterns. But a couple of things that I wanted to touch on just that I think is kind of really funny and that hopefully everyone appreciates. So like I had said before, I had never gotten higher than a superstar consultant, but I had sold $200,000 in Sensi in eight years. And I had earned annual sales, which is selling $30,000 a year, three times in a row, four times in a row, and two times were in the same year. And so Sensi's core values are generosity, authenticity, and give more than you take. I was really generous with my money to Sensi and I gave them a lot more than what I had. And I was so authentic when I was completely bold-faced lying about what a wonderful life that Sensi gave me. One of the things that they would do and I wasn't good at, and I didn't have parties. I was not a party person. I didn't have a lot of parties. I just had a lot of different customers. They do party flipping or they call it hostess flipping. So you would be a host of the party and you would get to a certain amount and be like, oh, well, you know, if you just want to join, you can use this money that you have and join and get all of these stuff for half off and earn money on it because you could join for free using your hostess credit. So that's how a lot of people, that's how they recruited. And that was just not my style. And one of the funniest things, and I had actually forgotten about this, Forbes, I think it was in 2021, Forbes had said that Sensi was one of the best places for women to work. Well, first of all, it was the Sensi Corporation. Like it was actually when you're in Idaho, that's where they're talking about. They're not talking about the MLM person. They're talking about the actual place. And so one of said superstar directors said, and I'm quoting, y'all, maybe we should stop criticizing one of the easiest industries for women to enter into and succeed at in order to break cycles of trauma and abuse in their life. Your criticism carries weight. And the shame you place on women trying to better their families any way they can is exactly the reason they struggle to succeed, end quote. Oh, wow. (laughs) Can we just try that on for size? Because I have trauma from my life in Sensi and the debt that it put me into and the time that I missed with my family and trying to process, not giving myself time to process not only the death of my father, really understanding the death of my mother too, who I hadn't talked to in three years, and then getting a divorce. Like, but we don't talk about that. So the hardest part for me has been coming to terms that I know that I'm a smart, successful person. And this happened to me. I know better. And it happened to me. The debt that I had that is now that is now paid off, thankfully, this saying that because of Sensi, I did this. It's just such a fake, fake thing. And I lived that fake life. I've, in the time that I've left quietly, because I wasn't a burn it down person, I took the time to grieve and to ugly cry the loss of my marriage, the loss of a relationship, and just being myself. And if people don't like who I am, it's really okay. Like I had someone tell me earlier this week that as a friend, I expect too much. And I'm like, that's okay, though, because that means we're not meant to be friends. Because if you think that I expect too much, and really, I've been expecting the bare minimum, then we just don't need to be friends then. And what's really come 
for me, I love my son. My son is, he is my hero. I love him so much, but things didn't really start changing until I had my daughter. And then you link it back to that relationship or lack for me, lack of relationship with my mom. Well, I don't want my daughter to see me like I am. I don't want her to see that I have body issues. I want her to be comfortable and not have to go through everything that I've had to go through to be here. I don't want her to see me have to work all the time to get ahead. And that's what really I've come to terms with is my kids now see me work 40 hours a week and that's all. And when I'm done working, I'm done working. I work from home, yes, but I have an office store that I close and I am done and I am all theirs. And we can go to the beach because Lake Michigan is 10 minutes from my house. So we can go to the beach at night and we can be carefree and I don't have to worry about what time we're going to be home, what time I'm getting them to bed and how late I'm going to be out packing orders. It was so funny. The end of the month is such a trigger for me. And it's, (sighs) it was such a trigger last month because it's just like, That's when you show up in everyone's messages. Hey, girl, hey, you know, do you need anything? I'm placing my last order of the month. And you're such a user because you're trying to get that extra sale to boost you ahead. And you do it at the last minute. So whereas in Sensi, it's like the last minute rush, you know, we're doing our last orders of the month. No, that's not it. It's a disgusting thing that we're trying to use our friends to make $20 off of a sale. Like it's, it's just disgusting. I I completely agree about like the commodification of relationships and this whole transactional aspect and transactional relationship with your friends. It sucks to be the friend who's like, oh, here comes Sally. And the last 12 messages have been about how I should buy her scented wax melts. You know, and it's just like, it it turns your friendships into like Mm -hmm. a chore, like this grudge where you're like, ugh, I'm not even going to check the messages because every time it's about this sale. And I just don't think a lot of us are really paying attention because we think because we've told that we're blessing lives and we're changing things and we're providing something that everybody needs and wants and is safer and better. And it's also an opportunity if you want it to. And no is not a no. Right. It's It's just not right right now. now. Right. And you just come back. Well, I'll just come back next month. And they say things like, well, it takes like nine no's to get a yes or whatever, you know, and just things like that. And it's yeah. really, really predatory. And it's it's really gross. And it sucks because I just want to I just want to be your friend. Like, I just I don't want to buy your shitty nail mm-hmm. stickers or your wax or your shakes or your leggings. I just want to be your friend. And I just want to like do right. cool things. And it really sucks and- that MLMs have taken that away. And they really have. And it's, and that's one of the things, you know, coming out of it, that's one of the things that you have to process is that you are that friend. You are using your friendships for transactional friendships and you have to process that and be like, I was a shitty friend and I, I use people and it is an awful place to be. And it's an awful feeling to go through. One of the things that I've learned in my older age, I'm 38, but I'm prepping for, you know, so me today is nothing like I was when I joined Sensi and I'm nothing like I was even last year. Me today is happy and it's not a fake happy and it's not a Facebook happy, but I know what I need to be happy. I need to get up in the morning and I need to be able to have a half hour riding on my bike and I need to have 20 minutes where I can journal and I can give my gratitudes and my thankfulness and have that time where it's just me and get ready for my day. And if I don't have that, then it's not setting myself up for a good day. And it's not selfish, but that's what I need. I don't need to 
get up at five o'clock and message 10 people. Hey, do you want to do this 10 bar special with me so you can save money on your sense? I don't need to do that. I don't need to comment on 15,000. One of the best things for me is that I had at one time probably a thousand Facebook friends and I'm down to 300. And it's just purging, purging. I don't need you. You don't bring any value to my life. Like, And it's not necessarily a bad thing. You don't bring any value to my life, but I know you're just using me for me to buy your stuff and I'm not buying that stuff anymore. So we don't, you don't need to see my kids anymore on Facebook. So um, I'm in a lot better place now than I was even a year ago. And I'm drinking coffee again. (laughs) That's good to hear. I was worried. I'm drinking coffee again. I just want to say thank you to you, especially because I binged and oh, and still do binge Lula Rich and I listen to your podcast and it puts me, okay, I'm doing the right thing. And when you get to that, oh, easy money. No, that's not, that's not a good thing. Like, and it's okay to take time for yourself and it's okay to only work 40 hours a week. And that, that doesn't define who you are. And I think that with MLMs, you define yourself, I'm Stensi and I work, 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 or, you know, I have this lifestyle. Well, no, I'm Sarah and I work 40 hours a week and I spend time with my kids and it's okay for me to say no, like I can say no and that's okay. Like I don't have to read that message right away. I can leave you on unread and it's okay. And so it's been a good healing process. We were supposed to talk last August and last August was not a good, I'm glad that it didn't work out because I was not in the place to talk to you last August. And I'm a lot better now than I was then. Yeah. Sometimes things like that work out for the best. Mm-hmm. People reach out and they go, I really want to talk to you. I have a story. I have to tell you I'm super angry. I just left. And sometimes like with right. you and I, I just, I got super busy and then you messaged me and you're right. like, Hey, we were supposed to. And I was like, Oh my gosh, yes, let's chat. Uh, but in that time you were able to do a little more self-reflection and healing mm-hmm. and, and figure things out mm-hmm. and unpack things and, and just come from a more understanding and healed perspective. And I just think, I just think episodes are a little better from there because you're not coming from a place of anger. And so it, people can connect a little bit. I mean, we're all angry. We all get it, but people can connect a little bit better. I think when you come from a more healed place, they can Mm -hmm. see, okay, I can heal. I can not just be Mm -hmm. angry. I can move forward. And it's so wonderful to hear that you're a completely different person from a year ago and that you're happy and you're setting boundaries for yourself and enjoying Mm. your time. Do you also enjoy your free time when you don't have your children? I, you know, I do. And I had such in that, I mean, in the thick of things, when I left, I felt such a guilt because, and you know, this is a lot of self, well, that people thinking, I thought that people didn't think that I'm a parent because I only have my kids 50% of the time, you know? And so I was so hard on myself for only having them 50% of the time. And, you know, I just need to work because I don't have my kids. I just need to work. And so this year has been finally being able, okay, you can go to a concert when it's not their weekend. Like you can do these things. And, and I have my kids a lot more than 50% of the time now, um, which is one of the great things with co-parenting is you can see that more than 50% of the time. But I actually let myself, like, if I work late, I go to the couch and not do anything. And I watch on patrol live on Peacock or Dateline and it's fine. I don't have to do anything for the rest of the night. So I'm just now enjoying that time where I don't have my kids and I, I don't feel bad about it. 
I don't think you should feel bad about it at all. I, I look mm-hmm. back to when I was married. I had my daughter 100% of the time, you know, knocking on the door, yeah. coming in, interrupting mom, 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 mom. I'm like, where's your dad? Why can't he help? I just prefer right. you, you know, that sort of thing. And since we've been divorced, he's a much better parent to her. He's much more yeah. focused and aware and present. He plans mm-hmm. more things. They're going to like Metallica. They're going to The Cure. They're going to all these really cool things, which he never would have done if it was right. we were still married because I would have done that stuff. And she even says, mom, he's he's like a better dad. Like he really focuses. Right. And here's the other thing. I love my daughter. She is so cool, but I love my alone time. I can recharge, do non-kid friendly things with my friends and get recharged so that when right. she comes back home, I'm so excited to see her and it's all concentrated. And I do a ton of work when I don't have her so that I don't have to do nearly as much when I do. And I, it makes me a better person to be able to have right. time to be myself. Mm-hmm. It's really healthy. And I hate to say that I love my alone time because I feel like, oh, I'm a bad parent because I enjoy that. But it makes me mm-hmm. a better parent. It's a great recharging. So I'm hoping that any like co-parenting people that are listening are like, yes, yes, yes. That is one of it, the really yeah. great bright spots of being a co-parent is being able to get your time to recharge. Well, and being a parent is so overstimulating, especially when you're, tw- you're at 24 seven, it's so overstimulating and people don't talk about wh- how overstimulating and being, you have to look like you're the perfect parent. I will tell you that we are goat rodeo hot mess 90% of the time and we're fine with it. Like this is our life. And if you can't appreciate us, then I'm sorry, you don't need to be in our lives. So since leaving Sensi. I make lists. I was never a list person before. I make lists because they make me happy. They make me feel accomplished. I have my planner and I mark off stuff in my planner and my house is clean. It's clean. It's not because I'm not spending all my time working. And so when they come back, everything is clean and ready for them because I know that when they leave again, everything will be clean and organized again. It makes you a better person and a better parent. And so it, it's all that mental thing of, oh, you only have your kids 50% of the time. Da, 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 da. It's, you just have to get out of your own head. I, I gotta say, I just love it. I just love it. I feel mm-hmm. like I get to live the best of both worlds. I get to be a super focused, like 100% their parent mm-hmm. when I have her. And then when I don't, mm-hmm. I get to be you know, a single woman again, who's like, sure, I'll right. go to that restaurant with you. My friend's always like, can you take these tickets to these things? And I'm like, yes, I can. Let's go. Yeah. Well, would you like to do some rapid fire questions? I'm so ready for the rapid fire questions. I love to hear that. <laughs> I am. I Well, I've been thinking about it since August, so I am so ready. What is one word that encompasses how you feel about MLMs? Chaotic. Totally. Give me a warning to somebody who wants to join one. Just don't. But if you really want to join one, just look at the income disclosure statement and just know that you will never be a part of that top 1%, no matter how they say easy it will be to be there because you won't. So look at that $20 that you'll make and just don't do it. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? So I'm from Michigan. So, of course, I'm going to say Amway, good old boss. Um, But it's really funny because I was thinking about this. And, of course, Amway is the sleaziest of them all because it's really the one who gives them the reason why they are the way they are today. God love Betsy DeVos. Um, But I am from Michigan, and I 
don't know. And I have never known anyone to sell Amway. And I mean, I'm only an hour and 15 minutes from Grand Rapids where it's like, and I've never known anyone to sell Amway. So it's so weird because when I listen to the Amway episodes, I'm like, yeah, they're awful, but how do I, I'm in Michigan. How do I not know? Not that I want, please don't come at me that you sell Amway in Michigan because I could really care less. But so I would for sure say that good old home state of Michigan, Amway is the worst one. (laughs) As soon as you're like, I'm from Michigan, I was like, oh, right. Yes, Amway. What is the hardest lesson that you learned while you were in MLM? Um, Fake it till you make it is not the mentality that you have because that will lead to burnout and breakdown and just utter devastation. Absolutely. Like Taylor Swift says, it's fun to fake it till you make it until you do, until it's true. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You have those mental breakdowns, right? You're sitting there drinking three pots of coffee a day and it's normal. What is the positive takeaway from your experience? I do have a couple of really close friends that I there I would have never, ever met them in my path of life if it hadn't been for Sensi. And I hate to give Sensi that power, but they are some of the closest people in my life. And I cherish them and I'm thankful for them. And I that's really the only positive that it has. I feel like the incredible people that get sucked into these scams, it's always the positive, right? People are like, yeah. I don't know why you hate MLMers. I was like, I don't hate MLMers. I hate MLMs. There's no mm-hmm. ER. I hate MLMs. I right. hate the business. I hate the structure. I hate the scam. I hate the scheme. I hate the fraud. I don't hate right. the innocent people that get sucked into it. I don't hate the people that just wanted to be a better mom, a better wife, a better whatever. Right. That's who they target is the white suburban mom working the packets of your time. You can be a better mom. If you do this, you can leave a legacy. That was the worst part of the people saying I'm leaving a legacy for my children, a legacy of what debt, or is that what you're leaving for your children? Yeah. It's the legacy of debt, like debt and scamming your friends, right? It's yeah, it's just, it's awful. It's just awful. It is absolutely awful. Well, thank you so much for sharing about Sensi. And how your story, like all stories, it could be any MLM. It's like, it happens yeah. there too. Yeah, Nothing there's no, not even $5 no wires. It's $6 now, Roberta. Oh you know? my gosh. So Sensi's even more expensive than paparazzi now. Oh, they, so their shipping prices went up in the last convention I went to. So 2019 shipping prices went up and before that bar prices had gone up too. And so that was even before the inflation now that stuff had started to go up. So yeah, it's just. So it really truly is cheaper at Walmart to just go buy wax there. Just go buy wax there or support small business wax companies. They are all over TikTok. I feel like you couldn't, you could not miss them if you just scroll for a bit. Tons of wax and candle companies to support out there. Let me put on my hun voice for a minute and say that, well, if you put it in your Scentsy warmer with a Walmart wax, it's not going to release the fragrance the right way and it's not going to smell good. I call bullshit on that. I'm just saying, Roberta. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate you and everything that you are continuously doing for us. I mean... You are truly making this life after MLM a better place for everyone. Oh, thank you. That's so Please sweet. don't cry because then I'll start to cry. I, it's so funny because I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I don't want to say I'm fangirling it, but I'm totally fangirling it. And I'm so excited that I get to talk to Roberta Blevins, <laughs> you know, because take the girl out of the MLM, but the MLM is a little bit always in there. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. <laughs>